He just came over and he was like, I'm an audio engineer. And I'm like, I thought I knew things. He's adorable. Anyway, how are we? Are we still recording? Oh, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Insert theme song here. Life gets hard sometimes, so grab your weighted blanket and let's talk about it. Yeah, uh, welcome. And (laughs) um, (laughs) some fun technical issues. But it's cool because we are uh, mostly... Cranky and grumpy. Cranky and grumpy, (laughs) mostly dry enough from the monsoon. And we are joined today by the lovely Rose Hamill. Snow White. (laughs) (laughs) Wrong princess. No, Belle. Um, You live with her. I was making a seven dwarves joke. That was not... uh, What was the through line there? There There's a cranky in there, isn't there? Grumpy. Grumpy. Yeah, cranky and grumpy. No, there's no cranky. Which... (laughs) Name all of them. Sleepy. Because you know them. Dopey. Doc. Happy. Bashful. Grumpy. Grumpy. Sneezy. And sneezy. This is cranky. I just... I haven't... It's... I haven't watched that fucking movie in years. All right. Well, welcome. Um, I appreciate that you are calling me yourselves dwarves and me a princess, but it's it's true. Like of all people, like Rose is our our Disney queen. Um, but yeah, no, we thank you so much for joining us through the technical issues, breaking into computers, um, and the the storm that we're through. What? What? That's all I'm gonna say. There you go. There you go. Welcome. Um, I think that we do have a lovely, like, friendship story. Um, I do love bragging about, like, our group of friends because, mm-hmm. like, our group of friends, I'm gonna get choked up. There's even five minutes. But, like, like what got me through the pandemic was our group of friends and our standing two-week Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. For cards. Yes. Like, we found this virtual yes. Cards Against Humanity game. We were like, hey, everyone's gonna be in Saturday because everything is shut down. And we were all like, do you guys want to do this again in two weeks? And we just... For, and for and for almost a year, we almost had a... Almost a year. We had a bi-weekly... A year. We, yeah, for, for a little over a year, we had a yep. bi-weekly social appointment that we all kept, which just true. doesn't feel possible in non-pandemic world. No, no it's, not at all. It's true. Now we have to send calendars and schedules and, and when is stuff. good links and everyone please fill out your availability form. Mm-hmm. Which, like, still cracks up all of my work friends that yeah. I... That we manage our friend group with, like, the same productivity tools that I manage. We manage our teams on. Oh, yeah. No, 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 no. We don't fuck around with that shit. If there's there's not a Google Calendar invite sent to me, I don't know what's happening. Mm -hmm. So, like, better make sure it gets on there. That's true. I'm like, I'm sorry. Like, how often do you see your group of friends? I see mine at least twice a month. Can you say the same? Mm -hmm. Didn't think so. Fuck off. (laughs) So uh, I think that we're just winning, yeah. but um, but it is. I mean, you know, we've all known each other like long before the pandemic, but I feel like that has pretty much cemented. Yes, <laughs> y'all are stuck with me. Yeah, <laughs> ride or die. Um, but but yeah. So so welcome welcome to the podcast um, where we talk about mental health with a laugh and a chuckle and a little cry every now and then, <laughs> occasionally. So, mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so why don't you, uh, you know, we, we start jokingly with our, um, with our guests, mm-hmm. you know, what, what brings you in today? <laughs> um, so yeah, yeah, let's, let's touch on what's, what's it like living in your brain? Oh, my brain's pretty okay today. 
Um, we had a good day at work. We had a busy day at work and it felt good. And I like doing things and it's slowly getting colder. Thank gosh. Um, so it's, 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 it's pretty good. And I'm here because I love you both. And also Jackie and I are kind of married. So we're going to stick with that. Yeah. (laughs) It's true. Very platonically. I, I, we've probably mentioned this on the podcast. We just celebrated our eight year roomiversary. Eight year roomiversary. And what did you do for it? We went to a fancy restaurant. Uh, we went to North Pond. We had a multi-course tasting menu because we both food bougie. (laughs) Yeah. 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 Like, you didn't just go to, like, the local, like, dive bar. Like, you went to, like, a Michelin, Michelin star yes. restaurant. Yep. Where they printed, like, a personalized menu. Yes. These are the, this is this is the fanciest thing we've ever done, full stop. But, like, like pretty close. Um, yeah. And it was on the lower end of the tasting menus I had available. I don't... Listen, it was enough money. We, yeah, we, I know. We spent enough money. We spent enough money. It's fine. And it was worth it. Yeah. It was totally fun. It was a fun experience. Well, one of my favorite stories to tell, I don't think I've told this story on the podcast, but one of my favorite stories to tell about the two of us and like mm-hmm. the longevity of our roommate ship mm-hmm. is that we started living together junior year of college. We met freshman year of college mm-hmm. at Columbia. I ran away to Disney for sophomore year of college. And before I left, you were like, hi, I live off campus, but I'm going to split up with my roommates probably. Would you like to live together when we move back? Because you seem like a normal person. And I was like, I am a normal person. You seem like a normal person. This <sighs> works great for me. I just we were can't. both lying. We were both lying blatantly. <laughs> but I was out of state and I was like, I just, here's my budget. I just can't go look at apartments. Um, and so events ensued and we added a third person to that little, little that little group and he found an apartment and then all of us moved in. Mm-hmm. Um, starting to live together junior year. Uh, in August mm-hmm. of 2014, 2014, mm-hmm. and eight years later, here we are. Yeah. Love it. Loving talking about mental health. I'm here mm-hmm. for it. Mm-hmm. Um, so, so Rose, what was your journey like to getting self-aware? Oh, Lord. Um, so, I'm going to preface this with the huge disclaimer that I'm in my most mentally stable place that I have, like, ever been. She says defensively. Like, <laughs> This don't is because a lot, a lot of what, um, I don't know if there's a, like a moment of self-awareness, but there are like multiple key points along my growth where it was like, hello, she has an issue that should probably be seen by a professional. Uh, and, and to my parents' credit, they got that message. Oh, that's good. Um, that's good. So I, my parents have the most civil divorce that I have ever witnessed um, of all of my friends and all of my various friends' parents' relationships. Uh, They separated, they formally divorced, and I had a 50-50 custody situation growing up, which was Monday and Tuesday at Dad's, Wednesdays and Thursdays at Mom's, and then alternating weekends, uh, which is also why I'm now a home buddy and I don't like moving or traveling, uh, because I like to be in my place with my shit. Uh, And that created a lot of behaviors that stemmed not only from anxiety, but like a lack of, I know what is going to happen tomorrow. Mm. Like it was a very, adult me knows it is a very regimented schedule. And it was a very specific schedule. And my parents were very communicative with each other. And it was a divorce of truly irreconcilable differences and not like we hate each other or like we're gonna like passively aggressively use the kids. And I, I know friends of mine whose parents have been divorced and they like 
I see their dad once a month for a weekend or they only go over to their moms on holidays. And like, I can't imagine that kind of setup. Like I'm very grateful for the schedule I have. Yeah. Um, however, it is absolutely the stemming of my anxiety and my absolute OCD. Uh, Cause things just have to be a certain way with me mm-hmm. and they have to go in certain places. And I have to know where everything is. And it's the point where I don't even have to expend energy to tell you that this random book is on the fourth level of the sh- bookshelf in my living room. And I could probably give you directions over the phone to find it if needed. Um, Cause it's just like the way I was raised. Cause when you're in fourth grade and you need your homework folder on Thursday, but you take it home to dad's house on Tuesday and then you wake up in a panic Thursday morning, you need to call your dad and you need mm-hmm. to give him directions so he can meet you at school to drop off that folder. Uh, so it's like, and that behavior came out in some very specific eccentricities. Mm-hmm. Um, and it also leads to my completely not professional opinion that every single chot picky eater child has an anxiety disorder. Full stop. Oh no, I, I agree with that. Like that's that's just it's just it's it's true. They're not it's not uh it's not cute, it's not a phase they're gonna grow out of, it's your child has anxiety problems. I would not eat salad if it had more than lettuce and ranch in it. I went every restaurant I went out to for four straight years. I ordered a cheeseburger unless I had been to that restaurant before then. And it was the very specific like order that I always got. I did not eat ravioli if it had anything but butter on it. I would not let my food touch itself on my plate. And I had to eat one entire section at a time before moving on to the other section. Um, uh, my Mm. go-to soup was progresso clam chowder out of the can cold. Uh, I would not eat applesauce if it was too hot or too cold. I liked room temperature foods. Like, I had things that... Who eats applesauce hot? Well, you warm up applesauce in the stove and put cinnamon and nutmeg in it, and it's a very good thing that I can enjoy as an adult now, but, like, when I have sensory issues or I'm in one of my moods and I'm like, hi, I need my anxiety foods, Fair. room temperature applesauce, yeah. please. That's the thing. Yeah. Fair. So, like, those, like, little things, like, popped up, and they were, like, little worrisome things. Um, I think the first year of the true, like, divorce when they were separated, I wore an opera cape as a Harry Potter robe every single day to school. And it was not a cute thing. It was a security blanket, like, straight up. But to both my parents' credit, they were like, nope, you can do that. You are not hurting anyone. (laughs) Sure, yep, you can. It was something old from my mom's costume shop, and I I wore it every single day. So it's those kind of little things that kept stimming and brimming And between those behaviors, like being recognized but not really addressed or countered, um, going into schools with bullying and um, oddity reinforcement and isolation, I started getting into self-harm issues Mm. and a couple genuine panic attacks. And it really wasn't until eighth grade where it was like the big moment was I was having what I now can recognize was a panic attack. Did not understand it at the time. Neither did my mother. Neither of us had no knowledge or or understanding what it was. And at some point on the car drive between our house and my school during that panic attack, I had told my mom I was self-harming and she pulled over and we sat until I calmed down 
and then we drove home and I went to bed mm-hmm. and she called my dad and I was in therapy by the end of the week. There you go. So like that, and that started the like, I was 13. I've been in and out of therapy since then for various behavior things. Most of my stuff is now outward and I haven't self-harmed in years. Mm-hmm. Um, but if you took me to a, a therapist or a psychiatrist, they would be like, okay, she has high functioning obsessive compulsive disorder along with generalized anxiety disorder and a very mm-hmm. deep depression. And swinging forth between those two things is so much fun. Isn't it just the best? Well, I'll just never stop laughing at the fact that like you have OCD and I have ADHD. Yes. You're like a super duo. Well, Complimentary <laughs> neuroses. Well, it's just like it's just like that the the whole thing about like you know things need to be where they are, and I'm just like yeah, and like I <laughs> I don't move them, but like I lose my shit all the time. So you know where your shit is, and I never know where my shit is. <laughs> I also know where our shit is in case anyone is keeping track. Of yes, it. but oh, yes, yeah. no. That was like the big. I think the big moment that it was like something was wrong. Mm -hmm. And I think at some point, probably in high school was the point where you, you realize people's brains don't work like you, yours do. Oh, you you got that in high school. That's lovely. I was, I was fully in my mid (laughs) twenties. Yeah. Probably somewhere, somewhere in high school there that, uh, it was like, oh, you, you, you can't describe exactly where this thing is. Cause it started when I was getting into theater yeah. and people needed to find things in mm-hmm. the theater. And then I was like, oh yeah, it's a da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da. And they would be like, how do you know that? And I'm like, cause I saw it. And they're like, when did you see it? I was like, two weeks ago we were doing fittings and they didn't like that dress. So they balled up that dress and they folded it and they put it in the corner, but we never move it back to the costume stock. So it's still sitting in the corner of the green room. And they would look and the costume shop, uh, wardrobe supervisor would look at me and go, okay, I'm going to go find it. <laughs> Thank you. And, <laughs> and like, it's just, it was so, and people, that's was like my indicator of like, Oh, people's brains don't all work that way. Yeah. Oh Yeah. Okay. See, when I had that moment, I just thought that I was broken and (laughs) I wasn't working hard enough to not be depressed or like just, Mm -hmm. you know, I just was doing so much. So of course I was going to be worried about so many things. So I just assumed that I was living wrong Mm. and had to work harder. I mean, I don't think there are many people who are like actually fully like mentally healthy like I don't think that's oh possible no, no 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 in the world that we live in today unless yeah. you live in like a like that Brendan Fraser movie in like a bomb shelter um but that not bedazzled oh my god it's okay anyway um you're in the renaissance gal <laughs> I know yeah I got I got nothing love it's I know not my, but not it's my but but most you know everyone's walking around with yeah. some kind of um the thing that they're carrying but yeah for us special few that yeah. realize it. Well, and I think yeah. I didn't feel, I didn't feel wrong. And I didn't think that like other people were lying. It just became, it was just like a very clear thing of like, you're different <laughs> and a little scary. <laughs> Cause I was also a very intense child oh, same, same, and teenager. Same, same, same. And honestly, like, High-functioning OCD, when untreated, makes you an absolute control freak to the point where you do bully those around you into your own necessities of how your disease represents. So, like, 
I was mean and my friends and my group that was around me needed to do the things that I said so that I would feel in control. There's a very fine line. Mm -hmm. um, and I think like part of this is societal and the other part like stems from my own mental health journey of like the line between controller and helper. Mm -hmm. And mm -hmm. I'm, am I being a helper or yeah. am I making people do things my way because it makes me feel better yeah. and more in control? And is that actually helping them? And like, there's an argument because like, I had I, my I had friends who like got to school on time because they knew I wanted them to be there with me to eat breakfast at seven forty five, and that was our time to, to when you had to be here at school to eat with breakfast with me, and like plus or minus whatever. But like, there's this the the journey I think through college was Rose, are you trying to help or are you trying to control mm -hmm. because it makes you feel important? Yeah, and like. Addressing that in my um, OCD behaviors. Babies. Cats. Sorry. Cats. Mm -hmm. um, uh, addressing that in my OCD behaviors was really helpful in, like, forming the friendships we have now. Mm -hmm. Because, like, there are some times, and Jackie has witnessed them, where I'm like, hi, I just need this to be exactly this way. And that is, like, my shadow self and my <laughs> OCD paranoia anxiety talking. At one and point like, it was the dishes in the dishwasher and I don't remember what exactly it was. But I was just like, who cares? And you were like, I do. And I was like, I don't care enough to argue back, so do whatever you want. <laughs> yes. That's, a, that's, what it, that, that's like what the little things become a lot of the time. It's like, I care about this. I'm like, I literally don't care enough to argue with you. So yeah. do what you want, please. Yes. yes. Yeah. Um, and, like, it's it gets less and less as we... as therapy yes um helps you address some things mm -hmm. so yeah I feel like for me therapy I'm I'm really good now at telling my friends like I understand the words coming out of my mouth logically don't make sense exactly I understand that but I can't help but feel like if it happens the end of the world is upon us exactly and I understand that that is a feeling and it is temporary but right now it's super heavy right now and I just right. need someone to like remind me that it's not true or just support me and here are all the ways that I now know to communicate to you that you can support me whether mm -hmm. it's just sitting there and listening or being my hype man or saying would you like to go for ice cream yeah oh yeah uh, we, we figured out a fun thing about my the way my anxiety yes. manifests which is that like, I was literally about to say this <laughs> Well, which is just that, like, when, I, when I'm when i being really fucking anxious about something and I have an issue, I go into fix-it mode. And mm. when I am in fix-it mode, you do not fucking tell me to not be in fix-it mode. You nope. need to just let me do it. Yes. And then if it's really, you need to say, okay, do whatever you want, and then give it a few days. Mm -hmm. And then you can come back and be like, hi, would you actually like to, you know, continue this thing that you've done to fix it? And I'll, I will have calmed down by then. I'll be like, yeah, no, I was just overreacting. Yeah. Like, but just $80 you, cat fountains later. Okay. <laughs> they use that. <laughs> I know. It's good for them. The only reason we're not using the extra water bowls anymore is because your fucking son, like, like <laughs> to fucking play in water and get water all over I the floor. Know. It's not helpful, Mr. He's Bingley. a dumb boy. But no, it's also like, uh, we are both good, I think, and this took a few years, don't get me wrong of recognizing when I'm like, oh, Jack Jackie is doing a thing. I am just going to stay out of the way. I'm going to be over here and Jackie's going to finish her thing. And you are also very good at being like, oh, Rose is doing a thing right now. I'm going to walk here, away <laughs> and I will come back when she is still doing the thing. Yeah, I love that. I mean, sometimes friendship is just recognizing yeah. when you need space. Yeah. Well, it's like, it's like genuinely, 
I don't know why the dishwasher has to be that way, but like my entire brain goes, this is wrong. This is going to get fucked. This is going to fuck up. I'm going to fix it. And I will take out what she puts in the dishwasher and redo it because we're at that level of neurosis. Well, and like to, to be fair, again, ADHD, I kind of just throw shit in there because I don't give a I fuck. Know. So it's like, it could probably be better half the time, but like, I'm just like, what is in there? It's in there. <laughs> It'll, it'll, it'll have its turn. Yeah. It's just, I would never listen. If I didn't live with a person, I would never clean and I would never do anything. And I probably wouldn't eat. That is half my job is reminding Jackie. Well, Cause when I'm focused on something or when I'm being a sad bitch, like <laughs> I don't want to eat. I don't like eating it's, to live. It's true. The night of your breakup, when you were texting me and I was stoned and I had already had, <laughs> I know I had already had my, I enjoyed my stoner meal and you were like, okay, well you coming over. I'll, I'll give you pizza. If you weren't coming over, I probably wouldn't eat. And I'm like, Oh, I'm no, not okay. Gonna, I'm okay. Not gonna. No, you promised first. I was just, I was just kind of like, okay, thank you. Because like, I honestly probably wouldn't have yeah. eaten. I would have just gone to bed and cried. I I know, and I was just like, jokes on you because I already ate. But if I had told you that I'd already ate, you would have made the pizza. I, w- I would not have made the pizza. Nope. That's friendship. Yep. Yes. <laughs> yes. As understanding friends' brains. Yeah. Because yeah. that's, again, complimentary neuroses. Mm-hmm. Well, it's just like your neuroses cover my blind spots and my neuroses of like being, go with the flow to a fault, mm. you know. Well, sometimes <laughs> it's, it's good for me. As, as frustrating as it is sometimes when I am not in good places, it's like, hi, there is a flow. Mm-hmm. You're not, things are not going to collapse. Right. You're going to be fine. And mm-hmm. I appreciate every single time when you're like, okay, you can, you can stop. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, thank you. <laughs> yeah. I understand this. Can we go over here now, please? Yeah. <laughs> I know, it's just like, well, I feel like we both do that. We're just like, just like, I'm angry about the thing because then like, like, you know, 15 minute rant and then just look back and the other person's like, okay. Yep. (laughs) It's just like, thank you. I'm done now. Yeah. I think, I think that what I love about our friend group and I just thought it was so funny, not funny, but just like interesting how like people who have been on like the, the mental health journey and like Mm -hmm. have found the things that work for them and how like we've all have found each other. And just because like you go to, you go to therapy, doesn't mean that you're fixed. Mm. And I'm not like looking to like be fixed now, but I do love being surrounded by people who just get it mm-hmm. yeah. and respect it. Yeah. Um, and I can be vulnerable, but that doesn't mean that I, I'm going to be an asshole. <laughs> no. Well, and I think in, in, in our particular situation, because we do live together and we do like cohabitate in an environment mm-hmm. we both share, mm-hmm. uh, it, it has taken a lot. And I still sometimes have to catch myself because on my good days, I find the way your brain works fascinating on my bad days i just want you to stop <laughs> and, well, on my bad days i want like, you to stop i'm like who the fuck cares <laughs> like and i who know the fuck cares like, but like sometimes it's like every so often ocd roommate needs to drag adhd roommate into the kitchen because we're cleaning the fridge yeah because there are no less than nine heels of bread in the freezer that need to be pulled out and thrown away i don't want to eat the heels but i don't like throwing food away and i'm like and we we save the food because we feel bad for throwing it out but then it's literally growing mold three weeks later in the back 
And like, this is just like the little, little ticks. And then every so often ADHD roommate needs to remind OCD roommate that nothing's going to break if we just let the, ma <laughs> the mail sit, or if we load the dishwasher the incorrect way, or if we leave the dishes in the sink for 24 hours and it's going to be fine. And, and also remind you that you don't have to do laundry at 11 p.m. if you're tired. It yeah. can, it can wait. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's a frequent one. That's that's uh, that's really lovely. I'm I'm glad that you guys have found each other. Yes. But I'm also also really glad that you found me. And um, yeah, no, yeah. I mean, I mean, eight years of living together is yeah. That yep. is that is that is really something. A lot of people can't be married for that long. It's true. Um, there you have it. The perfect model for cohabitating platonically. Mm -hmm. Um, but, um, most importantly, we just, uh, want our listeners to stay safe. And stay sane. And same time next week. This podcast is sponsored by BetterHelp. Jackie, why do you like therapy? I like therapy because uh, my brain is a jumbled mess and untangling it is really good for me as a human being, both for myself and others. But something that's unfortunate is that therapy isn't that accessible to everybody. Luckily now, there is an option like BetterHelp. We have technology. We can, we can technology therapy. BetterHelp is customized online therapy that offers video, phone, and even live chat sessions with your therapist, so you don't have to see anyone on camera if you don't want to. And special offer to Weighted Blanket Happy Hour listeners, you can get 10% off your first month of professional therapy at betterhelp.com slash weighted blanket. That's better. H-E-L-P dot com slash weighted blanket. Thanks again to BetterHelp for sponsoring this podcast. Like we always say on this podcast, you got to feel it to heal it. Have we ever said that catchy tagline that you just came up with? I don't know. <laughs>